Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Shahar Abrams. He is the founder of Road to Babylon, which is a service that helps people understand the whole interesting world of crypto. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Shahar. Thanks, Jordan. Great to be here. Just give us your background briefly and how you got to where you are today. Sure. I'll try to give not uh, too long of an answer. So I studied uh, finance in, at university and undergrad, and I thought, you know, I had the idea that I wanted to be like an investment banker. Um, I quickly kind of found out that, you know, that that wasn't going to be a great path for me. Um, I, I became kind of disenchanted with the, you know, financial sector um, and I didn't want to be working 80 hours a week. So I, I went into consulting, which is a good kind of cop out for people that, you know, don't really know what they want to do <laughs> coming out of college. Um, and I kind of put finance to rest for a bit. I, I'd always been interested, you know, in investing. I didn't know much about it, um, but I didn't really, um, you know, it all, always seemed like more of a passive thing to me. Um, and not something to pay a lot of attention to. And, and I think that all changed around five years ago when I read um, the really iconic book, uh, which I'm sure everyone has heard of, uh, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, and that, you know, the central idea from that book that got me, you know, that, that clicked for me was thinking of assets as things that put money in your pocket, right? That's an idea that he talks a lot about. Um, and it's a very simple idea, but but it's incredibly powerful. And once I kind of digested that, right, I, I started to look at investing in a different way and, and look at it from a passive income perspective and look at it from, you know, what what are the kinds of assets that can kind of meet that criteria and, you know, that, that'll, it, it kind of reinvigorated my interest for um, investing in kind of a more active style. Um, I was working at IBM kind of during the whole time, and um, so I was always kind of around technology. I wasn't doing technology very much, but I heard about this thing called blockchain um, in, you know, 2016, 2017. And in 2017, I finally decided to buy a book and kind of figure out what was going on there. And and the book started um, just with the uh, where I think is the appropriate place to start um, with the white paper by Satoshi Nakamoto, the famous Bitcoin white paper uh, that came out in 08. And once I read that, I had heard about Bitcoin before, as probably a lot of people did. But once I actually read the right white paper and read like the first chapter of this book, I was immediately hooked. It, it immediately kind of clicked for me, you know, that this was going to be a really important technology. Um, and, and it was incredibly interesting and something I was passionate about. So from there, I, I just kind of went headfirst down the rabbit hole. I started um, investing in crypto around mid-2017. Um, and as luck would have it, right, that, that turned out to be a pretty good timing. Um, so, you know, I put in, you know, a, a little bit of money. Um, and within six months, you know, by the top of the bull market, you know, I had made, you know, three or four X um, what I put in, which was incredible to me. And of course, I didn't know um, what I was doing because I was pretty new to investing. So, you know, I made the classic mistake of not selling anything, right? And just thinking it would go on forever, holding everything, even, you know, buying a little bit more. And, and what proceeded to happen after that is, you know, I endured the slow, steady bleed through uh, the subsequent two-year crypto bear market um, where I saw all of, you know, those profits go away, right? And then some, <laughs> but yeah. that, that was kind of incredibly encouraging for me. And I, um, it, when, when I say encouraging, it was uh, motivating. It was very motivating for me. And I kind of went to work and spent those two years of the bear market, um, researching, uh, crypto and blockchain and researching investing and investing strategy, because that was clearly something I knew I needed to work on. By the end of 2018, um, I was starting, I, I managed to, you know, get my way into IBM, IBM's blockchain practice and was then working on the tech full time, which was very exciting to me. And I was working with government agencies as well as the private sector to make um, what we call private permission blockchains, which is a different flavor of the tech than the um, public blockchains like Bitcoin, Ethereum that, that people generally hear about. But it gave me a very interesting perspective. And during that whole time, I was, of course, still enamored by 
the public blockchain, you know, investable side of it. Um, and by the end of 2019, um, I guess I should say another big uh, catalyst for me was at the end of 2018, I found um, what was at the time really the first application for crypto passive income. And, and that was pretty lucky um, that, that I kind of ran into that, ran into the, the, the founder of that uh, initial company called Celsius Network um, and realized, you know, this killer use case uh, for the tech, which was passive yield, really powerful yield and passive income. And that, you know, was the panacea for me. Um, and, and just increased my conviction even more. And, and by the end of 2019, I, you know, had made a calculated kind of um, uh, a bet, you know, of putting, you know, almost everything I had kind of into crypto. This became, you know, it became a philosophical thing for me. It became like the equivalent of, you know, ESG investing for me. Um, and it was the biggest asymmetric risk reward um, that, that I'd ever seen, right? And, and that bet, ended up working very well. Um, and now, you know, in 2021, it's put me in a position where I can really focus on uh, giving back and, and teaching a lot of the things I spent years um, learning uh, to help others really understand the, the power of this asset class um, as an investment and, and otherwise for, for what it can do for you, because I think it's, it's really, really incredible. Tell us why you formed your company to call it Road to Babylon. Sure. So um, if Rich Dad, Poor Dad was uh, the, the kind of start, you know, of my interest in, in personal finance, um, the next book that I read um, that really had a big impact on me um, was called The Richest Man in Babylon. And this is another really well-known book in kind of financial literacy circles. And, and it came out a long, long time ago. It was written by a guy who was born in the 19th century. Right. And, and he just wrote about the book is really incredible. You can read it, you know, in an afternoon. It's really a set of parables um, for the, each one that demonstrates a core principle um, of financial literacy. And what is a principle? A principle is something that, trans, that, that stands the test of time. Right. It's, it's just kind of true and it's true over time. And what I realized after I read that was that you know, the principles of how to invest and how to manage wealth and how to grow wealth really haven't changed in, in thousands of years. Um, and, and that was uh, an incredible kind of discovery for me. And it was so encouraging, right? And it kind of set me on this path of, you know, anyone can learn this and anyone can, um, you know, achieve uh, financial freedom and build their wealth, you know, if they can follow these, you know, combine these old principles with the new power of, you know, asset classes like crypto and the technology that we have today. So yeah. that was really the inspiration for me and, and why I called it Road to Babylon. So let's kind of get a broad sense of how important is crypto today? Uh, and I mean, what kind of potential does it have? Is this the, the new internet? I mean, how big is this going to get? Uh, that's, yeah, th I love that question. So. Let me try. Let's let's start from a high level, and this is how I've you know I've explained the tech to all sorts of different people over the years, including you know C-suite executives, government officials, um, people in industry, um, and you know people that are just curious in investing. And and how I've arrived at I think the most effective way to explain what's going on here is starting at this high level, right? So. The internet, um, you know, came along in the early '90s, and originally it was kind of a read-only internet where all you could do was kind of go and consume content, right? And there would be some web pages, there'd be some uh, content there, and, and you would just kind of consume it. Um, then we moved to, in the 2000s, to um, a internet of information, right? And that's what we currently have today. Um, and we basically found out how to read-write on the internet, right? And, and now we all contribute content to the internet, um, and we basically have unlocked, you know, the ability to move information across the internet, across broadband, at basically zero cost and very fast and efficiently and permissionlessly, right? You can do, you can send a text message no matter where you are, what, you know, as long as you have an internet connection. Um, and so that was incredibly powerful. And basically the internet of information, right, disrupted over the past several years, every industry that mediated an in information, right? So 
you know, email is a, a very obvious example, right? The postal service got disrupted. The um, telecommun telecommunications media was disrupted. News media was disrupted. It, it, anything, um, you know, streaming, music, anything that was the transfer of information um, was uh, was totally disrupted by this internet of information. And that transformed the industry and resulted in massive disruption and massive opportunity um, if you were an investor. Now what we have with crypto is the internet of value. So with crypto, um, there are two key inventions you know, that, that crypto introduced. One is digital scarcity, and that was what Bitcoin introduced. And then the second one is what's called a smart contract, which I can talk more about later. It's okay. basically the ability to build, write code that interacts with digital scarcity. And when you put these th two things together, we, we have the ability to permissionlessly, quickly, and at very, very low cost, transact value over the internet, over broadband. And what that means is, you know, we have this idea of the internet of value. Um, and, and, if, and the internet of value, like the internet of information, is going to disrupt every industry that mediates in value. Um, and if you, you know, take a second and think about that, right, that, that's almost everything, right? Almost everything, every business, right, has some sort of contracts that they use or you know, middlemen that they use to be able to transact value. And there's a lot of friction around that now. We are going to be able to move all of that onto the internet um, and various industries will be you know, totally disrupted. So that's really what we're dealing with here. And, and we're, I think we're very early into it, right? We, we have some of the first applications um, on the internet of value, things like uh, decentralized finance, which you may have heard of. Um, DeFi, yeah. mm -hmm. DeFi, right? That th these are the first set of of applications that are rebuilding um, value intermediaries on the Internet of Value, to where there's no longer really an intermediary. It's just code. It's just a protocol, just like yeah. email. Mm -hmm. um, so that I think, you know, when I when I think about that, you know, that that just makes me incredibly excited for what's so to come. It's more than just currencies. It's more than just money moving. Uh, value is a, a broader concept than just absolutely money absolutely so what would be some examples of non-financial or non-money kind of transfers of value that might work over the uh, over the, the blockchain sure so think about like an insurance policy right and an insurance policy is a type of contract that basically says you know if you pay me this amount of money then you know i will do x for you if something happens right and, and that's an example of a contract you can now automate using uh, the blockchain and crypto rails and the money itself can be crypto right so that it moves permissionlessly on the on the payment rails of crypto um, and the whole contract itself will be automated on a network you know a smart contracts network like ethereum or a, or a various other one right uh, that will kind of unlock trustless seamless you know automated type of insurance without uh, the need for an insurance company yeah Okay, very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Shahar Abrams. Uh, he is the founder of Road to Babylon, uh, which is a whole service helping people understand the internet and the crypto world. Uh, you can find out more at his website, roadtobabylon.org. We'll be back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Shahar Abrams. He is the founder of Road to Babylon, which is a service that helps people understand the whole world of crypto and cryptocurrency and blockchain. You can find out more about it at his website, roadtobabylon.org. Welcome back to the show, Shahar. Thank you. So one of the things you're, you're best known for is using cryptocurrencies to generate passive income. And you've got some special reports on your website about that. Just briefly tell us, how does that strategy work? One thinks of crypto as the most volatile of all assets that would be the last thing you could rely on for regular income. Uh, just give us a strategy that you can use cryptos to pr- produce a consistent yeah. yield, and what kind of yield can people earn from it? Yeah, so you know what you mentioned, I think, is probably one of the biggest misconceptions about um, this asset class. And you know, to be honest with you, I think crypto passive income is one of the best kept secrets in the world right now, um, because the truth is, anybody can do it. Um, you you can use any amount of crypto to to generate you know uh, passive income, get the same rates as you would if you had ten million dollars. Um, so it's an incredibly powerful. Um, use case and application uh, for crypto assets. And I have been, you know, so since I discovered um, uh, the, the app that I, I still use, I use a number of them, but the, the main one I still use is called Celsius Network, um, which I discovered in 2018. And they kind of pioneered um, this idea of generating passive income on crypto. And, and the way it works is actually exactly the same as, you know, other assets generate passive income, which is the crypto assets are rehypothecated, right? Lent out to a hedge fund or a short seller, right? If you're if you're trying to short sell crypto, you need to borrow it from someone, right? Um, and that costs money, um, right? So why not um, why not have that money flow back to the actual depositor, right? That's the whole idea behind kind of DeFi and this uh, adjacent term called CeFi. Um, which is, you know, the same idea just with a traditional kind of company in the middle. So you're um, using the, the crypto as collateral for trades? Is that basically what you're saying? Uh, yeah, that, that's one way that it, that it works, uh, certainly. So you, you will deposit your crypto into um, a protocol or an actual type of bank account. And that uh, protocol or bank account will do what your bank does today, right? Which is loan out your deposits and generate yield on them. Um, The thing is today, the bank, you know, pays you a a ridiculous, you know, like 0.1%, right, on your deposits. What do they charge on a credit card, right? 20, upwards of 20%, 30%, right? So so that's an incredible margin. They're making a ton of money and they could pay you very good yield if they wanted to, but they don't, right? And that's how it's always worked. Um, But today, um, because of the transparency and the level of control that crypto assets uh, give you, Right. It's much more efficient and it's much more seamless. And once again, you can actually automate all of it with smart contracts uh, since it's all digitally native value. Right. You can remove a lot of the cost uh, and you can, as the the consumer, actually demand that income because you really own the asset. So it's the same thing with stocks. Right. If you have stocks and you're holding your stocks on Robinhood or on E-Trade or Fidelity or whatever, they are generating income on your stocks. Right. They're loaning them out. Yes. And they're generating yield, but they're keeping it, right? They don't give it back to you. In crypto, we've flipped that on its head, right? So you can take any of your assets and you can jet, put them into a protocol or a CFI application that does that exact thing with the exception that they return a large amount of that yield to you. So what does that mean in terms of like what can you, what can you actually expect? Well, on Bitcoin, um, you can earn doing what I just mentioned. You can earn uh, up to like 6% per year um, on your Bitcoin. Ethereum, you can earn 5 to 6%. Um, on 
stable coins, which what is a stable coin? A stable coin is just a digital crypto representation of a US dollar, for instance, right? And there are a lot of popular ones. One of them is called USDC. That's probably the, the one I use the most um, and found the most trusted one. They publish audits every month, you know, to show that every for every uh, USD coin, USDC, that is in circulation, they have a dollar in their reserve, right? They publish that audit every month. Yeah. And, and Circle, the company behind that's actually going public um, uh, supposedly by Q4, right? So it's going to you know, add even more legitimacy. What is, but on, what on stable minimum, coins... What is the minimum that you need to, uh, in crypto to deposit to be able to qualify for some of these trading pro programs? There, there is no minimum. There is no minimum. You can deposit one cent or you can deposit $10 million. And on an app like Celsius, uh, you'll actually earn the same rate um, for either of those. Um, so and they, stable coins, they, they just, just to finish this thought, okay, stable yeah. coins right now earn upwards of 8% per year. Okay, okay, and that's just dollars. So you can, so right now I earn 8.8% on my cash position, right, that I might have. And so they do it for you. Uh, how is Celsius spelled, by the way, just to make sure people know how to get that? Um, it is spelled, I think, just like the C E L S I U S. So you'd go onto the Celsius network, which is CelsiusNetwork.com or something. Is that what that would be? Um, yeah, it's actually Celsius.network um, is the URL, um, and you know they are a company, um, and I am not sponsored by them. I'm not yeah. getting any money from them. Just but just you so go in there, you deposit your crypto. It doesn't only have to be Bitcoin; it can be other coins as well, and then they, yeah. in effect use it as collateral to lend out and then you get the yield. Is that the way it works? Yep, exactly. And they, yeah, they support around 40 plus uh, coins, really the largest crypto assets uh, right now. They add new ones every once in a while. And, and once again, that is um, one application, right? You'll go and download it on the app store. You'll have to transfer your crypto into there, right? And then you'll immediately start earning the yield. Um, there are other applications, right, these DeFi applications um, that don't even have a company behind them, right, and they're just protocols. Um, so we can get more into that if you want. That's a bit more advanced. But when I talk to new investors, people that or people that might already be investors and have some crypto, I always ask them, right, are you earning yield on it? Um, and yeah. if not, you know, that's Celsius uh, is the first place I steer them just because it's kind of the easiest. And are you earning the yield in crypto or in uh, dollars? Yeah, great question. So you earn in crypto, you earn in kind, I should say. So your Bitcoin will earn Bitcoin, your Ethereum will earn Ethereum, your stable coins will earn stable coins, etc. Uh-huh. Okay, that's good. Uh, and are there other places in addition to Celsius where you can do the same kind of thing? Absolutely. Um there's one called uh, Crypto.com. There's another called uh, Nexo Finance. And again, th these are examples of CFI, okay, so centralized companies that are doing this service for you. So they still are a bit of a middleman, but they're giving a lot more back to the user. Um, and uh, I know Celsius, so I can't speak as well to the other ones because I haven't used them as much, but Celsius is fully regulated and compliant and above board. Right. They give you that they're your tax forms. So you can report, you know, your passive income um, and follow the law. Right? So you would get like a 1099 at the end of the year. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Uh -huh. OK. So say you have your your cryptocurrencies at Coinbase or Gemini or one of the main. Mm -hmm. uh, would you transfer it into Celsius or yep. how do you actually do it? So, so Celsius basically is is a wallet, right? It, it will have a crypto wallet for you and they'll have a wallet for each of the assets that they support. And you'll do exactly that, right? You'll have, you'll buy your crypto, you know, on Coinbase or another um, on-ramp, right? And then you will make a transaction, right? A crypto transaction to send from your Coinbase wallet or Gemini wallet into your Celsius wallet. Um, and immediately once you get the transaction, you'll start earning yield. And by the way, they pay you this yield. It, it's an annual rate, but they pay you in installments every week. So every Monday you will get um, your uh, interest payment, right? You'll get a little email that says this week, you know, you earned this much across all your different assets and that gets deposited into your wallet. You can withdraw it at any time. Okay. There's no lockup and there are no fees. Um, so this is, you know, this is what I'm talking about when I say, you know, this is an incredible asset class. I think, you know, everyone can and should use um, at the least, you know, to, to generate cash flow, right? If you're, 
if you're a very, you know, people have this misconception that crypto is only for very risk on, you know, type of people is very aggressive, is very volatile, right? And all of that is true. But if you're an investor that wants to focus more on cash flow, right, um, it also has incredible opportunity for you. And you can invest in kind of the less risky cryptos like Bitcoin or Ethereum, or you could just use stable coins, right? Stable coins have no volatility, right? They're literally pegged to a US dollar. Yeah. So you can take money that's just sitting in your bank or that you're keeping as a cash position, convert it into stable coins on something like Coinbase uh, for free, and then deposit it into Celsius and start earning that 8, 8% plus yield paid weekly, um, you know, and, and compounding. Is the amount that you're earning based on the value of your portfolio each day or each week? I mean, obviously, Bitcoin or these are very volatile. They can go up and down by thousands of dollars a day. What is it based on, the value at a particular time? Yeah. So remember that um, you earn in kind, right? So if you have one Bitcoin in the app, the value of that Bitcoin might change, but the amount you earn is going to be in Bitcoin, right? So you'll earn, still earn the same amount of Bitcoin. It might be worth a different amount week to week, um, but you'll earn, you know, uh, you know, let's say, for example, you know, on 10 Bitcoin, you might earn, you know, 0.008, you know, Bitcoin yeah. per week. Right. And um, every week you'll actually see that tick up a little bit because it does compound weekly. Right. Every week it looks at your balance for the pre for the previous week. Right. And calculates the interest, the APR on that. Right. So you'll actually for all of these assets, you'll actually see it uh, go up a little bit. Right. Every week, um, which is really fun. Right. Um, and again, you can withdraw at any time. So you have kind of a weekly compounding passive income on assets that you already have and probably, you know, may want more of, um, right? Uh, very powerful. Very good. We're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest Zauer is Shahar Abrams. He is the founder of Road to Babylon. Uh, he also is doing a course on exactly what we're talking about called the Crypto Investors Toolkit. And you can find out more about him and his website, uh, which is roadtobabylon.org. We'll be back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Shahar Abrams. He is the founder of uh, Road to Babylon, which is a service that helps people understand the whole world of cryptocurrency. You can find out more at his website, roadtobabylon.org. Welcome back to the show, Shahar. Thank you. So you've created, a, or in the process of creating a course called the Crypto Investors Toolkit. Tell us a little bit about what's in there. Yeah, um, so this is a course that I, I, you know, I was thinking about what's the best way to, you know, share my knowledge um, in a digestible, you know, and comprehensive format. And I kind of arrived at doing an online course. Um, 
So it's something I've been working on for the past year. Um, it's pretty close to being finished. In fact, I've finished shooting all of it, um, and it'll be out probably in the next month. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And, and it's basically my um, idea of a comprehensive uh, intro, you know, 101 to 201. Uh, so basic to more advanced, uh, zero to 100, you know, for new investors or even existing investors in crypto that want to really level up their skill set. And the idea behind it, right, is, you know, I believe you shouldn't invest in things you don't understand, right? And a lot of people I meet that in, are investing in crypto, right, don't really have a great idea of uh, what's going on and, and what it actually is that they're investing in. And that, you know, it makes, I, I was kind of the same way at the beginning, right? And because it is a very complex industry and a very complex uh, asset class. So the course really goes into all of that. It's, it's split into four modules. Um, the first one being focused on crypto education. So explaining everything about, you know, what crypto is, how it works, why it's important, um, and various things around, you know, the energy usage, demos around how to set up wallets and use wallets, make transactions, um, hold on, you know, passive income apps, all that sort of thing. Uh, the second module focuses on investments. So again, we start with kind of principles of investments and then how we apply those principles to crypto specifically. So we talk about, you know, how to assess risk in the crypto asset space, um, what, you know, how to differentiate different crypto assets, how to create, you know, a portfolio along various, you know, levels of risk um, and, you know, some case studies around that. And then importantly, right, how to actually do fundamental research uh, in crypto um, and, you know, demos uh, of that as well. And then module three is more of a deep dives module. So that's where we really go deep into some of the different crypto assets, including, the largest ones, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum outlining, you know, what they are, how they work, what is the kind of investment thesis behind them, what's kind of on the horizon for them um, and so forth. And then we also do that for stable coins, for a bunch of other uh, types of crypto projects, for DeFi, for the NFT space. Um, so lots of just deep dives, good information there. And then the last module is kind of my set of tips and tricks that I've learned over the years. So everything from, uh, you know, tricks to earn passive income, maximize passive income and cash flow to um, creating trackers, you know, that you can use yourself to minimizing transaction fees or getting paid to trade in crypto. Right. There are some ways you can do that, doing on-chain analysis, how to manage, you know, taxes and loans and how to use leverage if you want to do so, mining, um, etc. So, so there's a ton in the course. I didn't even cover everything. Uh, it's and probably going to be how much uh, is it going to cost for people? Um, it, I am going to price it at under two hundred dollars, uh, which uh -huh. I think is a really great price point because I know a lot of other people doing uh, this type of content, these types of courses, they charge a, a whole lot more. Um, yes. So sounds like you know, a good deal for sure. Very good. Okay, and then also you have a newsletter. Just tell people briefly about your newsletter. Sure. So newsletters is another way I like to, you know, give back and share information. Um, the newsletter is totally free uh, and you can sign up for it uh, on my website. Um, and basically I, I cover all sorts of different topics in the newsletter. I try to thread the needle between, you know, more advanced stuff and market analysis and then more basic kind of introductory stuff that'll be helpful um, and digestible for new investors. So I do it every week um, and I, it, you know, it, it generally is my thoughts on current events, right? I share relevant news stories related to crypto and I kind of give my thoughts and my takes on what's going on right now, you know, in the market, uh, you know, usually at a high level and sometimes I get, you know, more into a low level as well. Very good. Okay, so some other topics related to this is energy usage. Now, there's been a lot of criticism that crypto is, uh, because of the mining, is taking on enormous amounts of energy. In fact, Elon Musk allowed people to buy Teslas with crypto, and then he said, now he's not going to allow them to do that because it's using so much energy. It's so bad for the environment. Where is that whole argument going? Yeah, I, I love this topic. So let's, let's talk about some data, okay? So right now, the American energy grid is about 21% renewables, okay? That's the total American energy grid. Now, Bitcoin, okay, which is the most energy-intensive crypto uh, by far, is actually close to 40% renewables right now in, in mining. So actually, right, Bitcoin is more uh, green 
than the average industry in the U.S. Okay, so that's the first thing I want to start with um, because pe what people say it's incredibly dirty. Um, it used to be the case, right, that, that Bitcoin was, you know, all mostly very dirty energy. But over time, we've seen it trend um, very strongly towards renewables. Okay, so there are a couple of studies that came out of Cambridge, um, which are kind of used as the authority on this, where they surveyed miners all over the world, right, and found that actually most miners have renewables as at least part of their energy mix. And that um, over time, they did the study, I think, in uh, 2018 and then again in 2020, right, they, they saw a very strong positive trend towards more renewables, more renewables in the energy mix, you know, as a share overall. And, and this is very encouraging. And the reason why that is, okay, is, is because Bitcoin and crypto mining in general does something very, very powerful, which is it creates a natural global incentive for you as a miner to find the absolute lowest cost of energy, right? Because that's your only input, okay? Um, so this is something that governments you know, around the world have dreamed of, right? How do we provide an incentive for people to use clean energy that's like a natural market incentive that'll work, right? Bitcoin and crypto mining does that, and it does it on a global scale. Um, so this has me actually very excited that uh, Bitcoin and crypto mining could actually lead us to a clean energy future, right? Um, and and that's probably different from what you know the, the, the narrative you might have heard of. Misplaced. You're saying the criticism was misplaced. It's Elon very mis Yeah, it, it's very misplaced. I mean, Elon, like, look, look, he 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 didn't sell any Teslas for Bitcoin. Why? Because people don't generally spend Bitcoin. He probably sold, you know, I think he sold ten or twenty, right? And then he realized, oh, we have you know this clean energy brand, and Bitcoin still does have. You know this narrative uh, and brand problem, you know, around not being clean energy. So it was kind of a business decision from him. I don't know if he actually believes what he says, right? Because the data overwhelmingly um, points to the fact that you know this actually could be very promising for yeah. renewables in the future. So there, there are Bitcoin mining places like next to hydroelectric dams and near right. solar power stations. So that's that's what you're saying is the future is putting it near renewable energy sources. Yeah, well, that's a great point. So let's let's dive into that a little bit because this is another very very important point, um, which is that crypto mining is agnostic of where you are, right? You can you can all you need is you know a computer and energy. So um, so you can locate your Bitcoin mining anywhere, which means you can locate it right at the source of the energy. Now, a big problem with renewables today, right, is actually integrating them into the grid. Right. So because it's very difficult to store energy, right, it's very difficult to move that energy. And if you're using renewable energies like wind or solar, right, you have to locate them where that actually is. Right. And moreover, you can't control when it's going to be windy and when it's going to be sunny. Right. You just have to hope that lines up with the demand of the grid. Right. And if it doesn't, what do you do? You, you kind of just lose that energy. Right. Because you can't store it efficiently and it's very hard to move it over large di distances. Right. To meet demand somewhere else. So this provides kind of a massive um, overhang to renewable investment, right? Because it's like, how can we be sure what revenue we're going to make and we're going to lose a bunch of the energy we produce. But now with crypto mining, you can, it basically becomes the buyer of last resort for this energy, right? So when you don't have demand for the grid um, or when you're, generate, you know, when you're generating a lot of energy, but the grid doesn't have demand or when you have excess energy that you can't store, you can just use it for crypto mining and generate revenue, right? Yeah. With that energy that otherwise isn't doing anything. And so what this essentially means is that, you know, it makes investments in renewable energies uh, more palatable, right? Yeah. Um, because you can now, you know, it changes the equation. And there are a few pilots uh, actually going on today that are seeking to really prove this out. Right. Um, so that's something I'm very excited about. And I think we'll see um, Bitcoin mining come, you know, a marriage of kind of renewable energy projects and, and crypto mining uh, that will be bene very beneficial. Yeah. Let's talk about regulation a little bit. Recently, for example, China has uh, stopped uh, crypto exchanges and really trying to clamp down on crypto. And that's one of the reasons why Bitcoin fell so sharply. Uh, are, are world governments going to try to restrict the trading of, of crypto in major ways and will that impact uh, the growth of the uh, crypto? Well, that, you know, that is a trillion dollar question. Um, you know, I think that, 
you know, policies are going to be varied, right, across the world. Uh, once again, you know, crypto is truly, truly global, and every government is going to kind of deal with it in their own way. Now, what China did uh, really wasn't surprising, right, if you, if you know anything about China, right? They want total control, and in fact, they are, you know, about to release their own uh, central bank digital currency, a digital yuan, and I think, you know, they, they really didn't want any competition for that, right? And they also wanted uh, complete control and, you know, they don't have control over these uh, public cryptocurrencies. That's kind of the point of them. So yeah. the way they reacted uh, was honestly pretty predictable. Uh, I think it's unfortunate for them, but it does kind of provide a massive opportunity for the rest of us, right? I think, you know, if the U.S., for instance, you know, uh, really embraces this technology, you know, we can really jump ahead of China in this massive area of innovation. So, you know, it's gonna, there's a lot of game theory, right? Geopolitical game theory going on around, you know, how to regulate it. I, you know, tend to believe, you know, the West will stay true to kind of its history of not killing new, new technology and innovation, right? And I Very think good. that'll be to our, our benefit. Okay, we're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Shahar Abrams. He is the founder of Road to Babylon, and you can find out more about what he offers to explain the whole crypto world at his website, roadtobabylon.org. We'll be back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the Internet. It's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Shahar Abrams. He is the founder of Road to Babylon. You can find out more about all of what he offers about crypto investing at his website, roadtobabylon.org. Welcome back to the show, Shahar. Thank you. So we talked about the regulatory outlook. Let's talk about taxes a little bit. Now, if you're buying and selling crypto and making uh, profits on that, uh, you're supposed to report that. Are a lot of people not reporting that and the, the taxing agencies are, are worried about this? Yeah, I think that certainly seems to be the case. Um, you know, people think that they can kind of get away with not reporting it. I mean, the truth is, right, this is actually the most transparent technology, right, that's, that's pretty much ever been created because it all goes on to a public ledger, right? And then so there's a permanent record of everything that you do on these public blockchains. Um, so I don't think that's a great idea. And I think the IRS, you know, is going to catch up to it eventually. The IRS is on about a two-year, you know, uh, uh, rolling kind of backlog of audits. Um, so they're still looking at, you know, 2018, 2019 taxes. But, but do you get a statement? Say, say you have a, a Coinbase yeah. account or something. Are you getting a statement at the end of the year, as you would with a traditional brokerage statement, about buying and selling yeah. and profits and losses? You, you can get that, um, but it's actually even easier than that. Um, so what, what I do, I use a service called uh, Cointracker, but there are a lot of different ones like this. And, and it basically um, is kind of an API uh, service. So Coinbase will have an API. Other exchanges like Kraken or Binance or anyone, right, 
will have an API. And if you just put in your API to this service, it will aggregate all of your transactions for you, right? And it'll calculate your cost basis and your profits and short-term versus long-term, all that stuff. And it'll spit out a nice, you know, little Excel doc, which you can upload directly into TurboTax, uh -huh. right? So it's actually quite easy. That's what I've been doing the past few years. I mean, I've been doing crypto taxes since uh, the, 2018, the 2017 tax year. Um, and it's the same rule as any other asset. If you hold it for more than a year, right. you'll have a, but you have right, to identify exactly. specific lots. If you have a whole bunch of Bitcoin, it's, it's the same like having stocks. You have to identify specific lots for how long you've held them. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, it works exactly the same as equities um, yes. from that perspective. Yes. Let's talk about NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Uh, they seem to, seem right. to have been very, very popular. Prices gone wild. But now there's a concern that maybe there's too many of them coming and the supply will overwhelm the demand. What is your outlook for the future of NFTs? Well, uh, NFTs are going to be huge. Um, now, whether or not you know, NFTs as art, right? I think it has become a little bit saturated. Um, so, but you know, that's, that's no different from the traditional art world, right? In the traditional art world, most, you know, art does not appreciate value, right? And ends up not being worth much. Um, while the very top stuff, right, um, does appreciate. So, you know, I, I'm not an art speculator. I, I wasn't an art speculator in the traditional art world, and I'm certainly not going to be one uh, in the NFT space. Um, but uh, what is important to realize is that this is, you know, a big sea change uh, and it won't just be in the art world, right? It'll be gaming, it'll be tickets, it'll be experiences, um, you know, it'll even be supply chain, right? Um, you know, at IBM, we actually built some blockchains that were basically NFT blockchains, right? Because we were tracking unique items um, along a supply chain, right? And so these are basically NFTs, they're all unique. And it's basically just a digital representation of something in the real world that, again, is unique. And once you have that, right, you can track it with very high fidelity on a blockchain. So how should people invest in it? It sounds so speculative and volatile. How do you know that you're not going to lose your shirt uh, trying to invest in NFTs? Uh, great question. Uh, and that's something I, I go into more on the course. I have a whole section on NFTs. Um, you know, when it comes to art, I would generally, again, like I don't know much about it. I would just say buy buy something that you like and don't worry about, you know, buy it for the actual art value. That's why, you know, I bought an NFT, uh, but I didn't buy it, you know, with the expectation it would appreciate in value. I, you know, I bought it because I liked it and it's a good, <laughs> it's a good conversation piece, right? Um, uh -huh. And it has like a QR code on it, right? You can go look at, at my wallet, verify that I do have the NFT. Um, but, you know, I'll say this, right? In, in general... Um, you know, I think it, it, it's going to be huge and, and what you want to do is kind of invest in the picks and shovels, right? So all of these platforms that are coming up to enable, right, these, these marketplaces for NFTs along a whole bunch of different use cases, uh, which again, you know, I, I talk about a lot at, at the course, um, you know, that, that's kind of the, where, the place to look. Um, let's talk about market cycles. Uh, crypto has been so volatile. It went up to 20,000, then it plunged to 3,000, then it went up to 65,000. Now it's like 35,000. What what makes it so volatile, and what are the forces that make it go up and down so much? Yeah, I mean, that that's a, a great question, another kind of trillion-dollar question. Um, I think the reason that it's so volatile is... A, you know, there's a lot of leverage in the in the crypto markets. Um, there's a lot of people trading on leverage, and that just kind of accentuates price movements um, in either direction. Um, but you know, really, I think it boils down to people just don't really have a great idea of what this stuff is worth, right? If you take Bitcoin for instance, like it could be worth anything from zero to you know the entire money supply of the world, with like you know 100 trillion. Right. So that's a really big range. Right. It doesn't have these, you know, cash flows you can value like a traditional company where, you know, you know, that there's a reasonable range of what it could be worth. You know, something like Bitcoin and even something like, you know, Ethereum as a smart contracts protocol, um, you know, could be worth, you know, it, it, it's, you know, a huge range of, of different values. Right. So that makes it tough to value. Um, it all basically comes down to network effect, I think, you know, um, the, the crypto assets that can get network effect along their verticals. So, you know, whether that's smart contracts or NFTs or uh, DeFi or, or just currency like Bitcoin or store of value assets, right? Um, that's what's going to win. But 
we don't know exactly who that's going to be yet. The market has an idea, right? And it, the market is telling you um, what its idea is, you know, by what, you know, the top cryptos are right now. Um, but I think that's, you know, a reason for the volatility is just because, you know, it's very new and, and people, uh, it's difficult to value in, in that yeah. respect. So in the short time we have left, why don't you kind of sum up the future as you see it um, in the, what crypto is going to become and some basic tips on investing in crypto based on what we've talked about for the last hour. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll try to fit this into just uh, a, a few minutes. Um, you know, so I think that going back to what I said at the beginning, crypto is the internet of value. Um, it, it is being built and it is, I think, inevitable, right? I, I, th I think this is the way technology is going. It's more efficient. It's better to use, right? If you've ever made a crypto transaction, you know how easy it is. You can verify it. Um, you can track it even before it's being verified, right? Um, so it's it, it, incredible value uh, for the user. Um, so I think, you know, it will happen. And then the question just it, that we have to answer as investors is who are going to be the winners, right? Who are going to be the Amazons? Who are going to be the pets.com? And um, so how, you know, to invest on it really depends on your level of risk. Um, but generally speaking, you know, I think for most people, um, just investing Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, is a pretty good bet, you know, and listening, listening to the market, the market is telling you emphatically, right, that what it thinks the winners will be. Um, and, you know, you can't go too wrong just kind of following that. In fact, you know, over the history of crypto, that's been a pretty great strategy, right? Just if you just held Bitcoin and held Ethereum, um, you did very, very well. And in fact, you crushed, you know, the equities markets, yes. right? Um, I don't see any reason why that will change. You know, it, it, there's a possibility that those two will get dethroned, but that possibility, you know, kind of goes down every passing day. Um, yeah. So that's the simple answer. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Shahar Abrams. He is the founder of Road to Babylon, a real expert on the whole world of cryptocurrencies. You can find out more and also about his course, of the Crypto Investors Toolkit at his website, roadtobabylon.org. Thanks so much for being a very interesting guest on the Money Answer Show, Shahar. Thank you, Jordan. It was a lot of fun. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.